Hello, everybody. Welcome to Optimize Your Body. Thank you for tuning in. Pleased to say I have my buddy back in the mix, Andrew Bond, over in New York. How you doing, man? You good? I'm good, mate. Bright and early here in New York. So happy Valentine's Day as well to you and all the listeners. Thanks a lot, mate. Happy Valentine's Day to you and your you and your wifey, mate. Um, you got anything planned, buddy? Um, nothing planned really, mate. No, we've decided to uh, just relax. I think she's cooking food for me tonight because I'm getting home from uh, work a little late, so uh, I'm being treated to a nice dinner. You can't go wrong, mate. You've got a winner there. You've got a winner. Uh, hey, listen, mate. How are you feeling after Africa, man? I heard your um your poo was a bit dodgy, wasn't it? You had a you did you done a poo sample. It was a bit bit on the smelly side, wasn't it? Apparently. It's been, uh, I've been having the, uh, the runs for about two weeks. Thanks for bringing that one up. <laughs> Suddenly getting my energy back up this week, mate. But I've had to, uh, I don't know if you've ever given stool samples of the doctor, but it's not the most pleasant thing you have to do. I'm not going to take, go into detail, but, uh, it's, uh, it's a bit painful. It's not, it's not very nice to do. So, uh, I hope the uh, listeners out there don't have to do that in their lifetime. Exactly. And I hope not that they're not tucking into a nice meal right now as well. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed, mate. Um, yeah, how was, um, what was I going to say? So you said one sample was, uh, okay, not to go too much into the shit samples, but you said one was a bit dodgy. Are you okay now? All good? Or are you all clear? I'm good now. My energy's, uh, my energy's back up and my, uh, my stool is, uh, is, is back to normal. So uh, I'm a happy man. I was just struggling for probably the last week in Africa. I thought I was getting away with it. Yeah. Everyone else was getting sick. I thought my stomach's strong. Um, and then suddenly one morning it hit me. And then it's it's been the same probably for about two weeks. So I don't know if it was the food there or the water, but something got me, maybe a little parasite, and knocked me knocked me for six. Okay, so everyone was, was everyone was kind of uh, coming down then, were they? Yeah, just pains in the stomach, you know. Um, yeah. Generally, people who ate who ate pretty well at home, they they got sick. Um, those who didn't, who kind of had a varied diet and probably ate. Um, this is funny, actually. They probably ate more processed foods. Mm-hmm. Didn't come down with the sickness or bug. Which was, really? You know, yeah. Wow. And all wow. this preaching we're doing, mate, about eating healthy foods. And uh, look at us now. <laughs> I know, mate. We're falling apart. So. I know. Maybe we'll do an episode on uh, how good shitty foods are for you then, yeah? Well, this is today, really, right? IFYM. So. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly it, mate. It's appropriate. Um, no, just quickly tell the listeners a little bit more about your trip, mate, to Africa. Because uh, it's very inspirational. You went out there and you, um, you know, you've done some good deeds. Give us a quick heads yep, so up. We were, I was working for a, a non-profit organization called Global Youth Fit. Um, it's the first time they've ever been to Africa. So we, we went to West Africa, which was uh, Ghana, um, Accra, which is the capital city. Um, we ended up working in the Harlem International School. So we were working with um, children age ranging from probably around 12 to 19. And we were teaching them all aspects of like health, fitness, nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, they haven't really got a core element of, of physical education over there. Their idea of physical, physical education is just kind of throw them a football, play football, run around the field. That's it. So our thought process was to do a more structured uh, sessions with them, like working on uh, different skills. So strength, upper body strength, lower body strength, plyometrics, how to land properly. Uh, speed, agility, quickness, so they, they, they could then transfer that into sport or kind of daily life. Mm. So um, we ended up doing it for two weeks. Um, the last day, then we ended up doing kind of a, a routine together. We ended up on the on the international, no, sorry, the national news in Ghana. Wow. Um, and wow. some websites as well, which was fun and good experience. But um, I think they're going to try and transfer that um, into like a yearly thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether I'll do again or maybe you might like to go or you know yeah, mate, I'd, I'd 100% be keen if you go I, I, 
I'd be happy to volunteer for that. I was looking at your um, your Instagram story, and a lot of the stuff yeah. you were doing with them was quite technical, wasn't it? It was quite quite yeah. good to see the young ones, you know, getting involved with all that kind of it stuff. It was good. It was. We kind of expected them to be um, a little bit more athletic for them out there, but we kind of um, established that. You know, there's, there's different ranges of abilities there as well as there are in the U.S. or the U.K. So um, I guess next time we'd probably start a little slower. Mm-hmm. We run through the program a little bit. So that's that's kind of feedback we can take back and learn from that. So if we do go again, it's going to be a, a slower process, like teaching them the basics first, you know, mm-hmm. and then and take them there. Because with the different levels of the abilities and the size of the groups we had, it was difficult to kind of individualize the uh, Mm. The student, that's all. I bet. I was going to ask you how you're going with your um, with your no coffee thing as well, mate. How are you cracking on with that? With the uh, with the zero caffeine, you still on that, or you I just, just suck back in? Yeah, I did it for a month, mate, and I'm back on it now. So um, I'm finding that again. I'm I'm doing it wrong. So I've done. I've I did it for a month. Felt great as I did before, and I think it was the last day in Ghana. I had a coffee. Yeah. And on, I've just been back on it. The trouble is, when I start again. I end up going back into my old modes, my old habits. Right? I start drinking two, three cups a day when really mm. I only... It's a drug again, isn't it? It's a, it's a drug, so you just, yeah, straight away, like, isn't it? It's a, it's a stimulant, and then you, uh, you're you chasing it again then, aren't you? You're chasing that buzz. So you, you, go, you went straight back up to two like, or three. It's like the taste of it, mate. Yeah, exactly, same, yeah. I just, I like to kick, mate, more than anything. Yeah. Because I was going to, um, my plan is to quit it now in a week or two when mum goes back home mm. from here. My plan is to, uh, yeah. to knock it on the head, but what I want to do is cycle it, so like three weeks yeah. on and three weeks off. Uh, yeah. Just like anything else, you know, um, we're training and stuff, just cycling it and getting the getting the best benefits from it. Then, you know, yeah. rather than uh, just going, you know, cutting out altogether. Anyway, moving on. Um, just wanted to break it down for the listeners today. We're going to be talking about two topics, but primarily we're going to be talking about if it fixed your macros. Okay, I I F Y M. Now, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it is essentially it's called flexible dieting, and you. In a, in a sense, you eat what you want, but um, you, you hit your numbers. So it's all based on hitting the right amount of calories uh, or, or whatever calories you think you need for whatever your goal may be um, and the macronutrients, obviously breaking down the protein, the fat, and the carbs and hitting certain figures uh, on a daily basis. Now, there's pros and cons to doing this. Uh, Andrew and I uh, don't fully agree with it. Uh, we, we have our own way of doing things in terms of uh, just, just focusing on eating whole foods and, and looking after our bodies and, and putting the right foods in. Now, um, I, don't actually, I don't actually track my calories anymore. Um, I'm, I'm now at a point where I'm just I'm eating, eating intuitively because finally I'm actually in tune with the signals, uh, you know, with the signals that in terms of what foods I need. And it's a great place to be because I'm staying in shape actually in really good shape right now uh i feel good i feel healthy i still get gut issues occasionally but i'm working on that gonna have a a food tolerance test next week and see what's going on there but um generally uh, since i stopped tracking it's it's just much better you know i don't really i didn't really ever plan to be tracking um everything that goes into my mouth for the rest of my life you know it's not something i wanted to do forever anyway what about yourself drew are you still tracking your calories or um, I have been, yeah, but I'm I'm eating more intuitively, so I'm not like sticking to the figures as I used to. Mm. Um, but I still tend to track only because I'm trying to stay as um, lean as possible at the moment because I'm I'm obviously being signed to a decent modeling agency, so um, my you know my concept has changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm just trying to stay stay lean and stay in control of my diet. That's the only reason I'm tracking at the moment. But 
I am uh, moving more towards the intuitive eating like you are. Mm. Um, so I'm not like sticking to a specific uh, macro type. So I'm not going like, say, uh, 200 grams of carbs a day or 150 grams of fat. Mm. I'm just sticking to, I'm just, just listening to my body, find out what it needs. Mm-hmm. In terms of training, if I'm training, I might have more carbohydrates than, than on a non-training day. Um, I would tend to keep my protein and my fiber intake pretty much the same. Other than that, it, it varies, you know. So, mm. And I was going to say to the listeners, because there's going to be some listeners out there who are like kind of a, a novice level, if you like, in terms of they're new to training, yeah. new to the whole uh, nutrition thing. And uh, Andrew and I can help you out. I've just uh, taken on a few online clients now, and um, I was going to get Andrew involved as well just to help people out but um in case they're in case they're wondering oh you know i don't even know what calories i need i don't know how much protein i don't you know i don't know what kind of fats i need and all this kind of stuff uh we're going to break it break it down for you a bit now in terms of you should really be focusing on nutrients um i wouldn't really even delve too deep into what calories you're hitting if you don't really know what you're doing um i would just say to try and focus on eating foods like i've said many you know time and time again uh Focus on eating whole foods. Try and get you know plenty of vegetables in, and eat if you're going to eat meat and, and fish and eggs like Andrew and I do, because uh, you know the nutrient dense food. So uh, you're going to be missing out on a lot of nutrients if you if you cut meat out, providing you haven't got an allergy or if you're doing it for any kind of uh, if you're a vegetarian for any any kind of moral reasons. Then fair enough, but um, just having that balance of good foods, uh, I think, is the most important thing. Uh, what's your thoughts, Anne? Because obviously, with the IAFYM crowd, uh, they're very much focused on calories, calories. Yeah. So when you type in the hashtag, for example, IAFYM on Instagram, you know what? What I found is you'll you'll get like a list of shitty foods popping up. Don't get me wrong; you're going to get the odd healthy dish on there. Um, but but what the message conveys is, you know, a lot of people are just trying to. A lot of us, not a lot of us, sorry, because I'm not kind of, I don't really eat that way, but I have been there. But people eat, try and fit shitty foods into their calories. So they're essentially, they're just replacing uh, one eating disorder. You know, they might have, they might have come from restricted eating, like uh, myself and Andrew did before. You know, we were um, cutting back on calories and stuff and trying to get in shape for different shoots and competitions and whatnot. Uh, and, and most of the time that does create an unhealthy relationship with food. And that's what a lot of these IAFYM tribe, tribal people are doing. They are going over to counting the numbers uh, making sure they hit their calories, but then fitting in a load of shit food into their daily macros and thinking they're being healthy by doing it, you know? So it's, it's giving off the wrong message because there are a lot of people out there who are really struggling, you know? There's an obesity epidemic. Um, people are out there, they're looking at these people who are shredded or whatever, and then they'll they'll click on their page and, you know, all they're seeing is like pizzas, burgers, Pop-Tarts and whatnot, uh, maybe the odd healthy meal, but I just don't think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's giving off the right message to people who are... Uh, you know, it, it's a good starting point, but I don't think it's given off the right, right message all in all. Um, what are your thoughts on that, and have you got, had any experiences uh, with people or anything like that? Yeah, you know, like as a, as a beginner, you know, as you said, it can kind of educate you on, on calorie balance and understanding the concept of what type of calories are in food. But you've got to look at your, your long-term health, right? It's far more significant than understanding how many calories you eat. Um, calories do matter to a certain extent, as we, we know and we understand. Um, but they have different effects on how we feel, right? So, on how your hormones are affected, 
certain foods keep you satiated. You know, if you're you're going for junk food, then you feel like you can eat it uh, never end, and you sat there with a bag of bag of uh, crisps or chips or something sweet, and it's it's uh, an endless supply, right? Rather than just eating something that's going to satiate you, which may be um, a good amount of protein, uh, some healthy fat, something that's going to fill you up and stop you over-consuming. Now, there's other people that it may uh, be good for. Um, if it fits your macros as a starting point, again, maybe those who have a history of yo-yo dieting and extreme approaches, um, it could be an appropriate place to start only because it can show you that you can have some uh, cake here and there and it won't affect you. And again, maybe if you're young, um, I don't know if you remember when you were a teenager or you were in your 20s, mate, you were probably drinking, uh, partying, eating junk food. So you're already Absolutely. doing this. Um, so it may change, change your mind, you know, so they could, you could take that approach initially yeah. and then educate yourself further. Uh, the opposite may be the case for someone who's older, um, who needs a more rigid approach and needs more nutrients in the body. Um, but definitely as a beginner, it can be a starting point. But for health long term, um, for me, it's probably not the way to go. As you say, um, you see people on Instagram, I think they're promoting the wrong things. They're promoting eating junk food at night, uh, pizzas, um, I don't know, these dishes they're making with ice cream, yogurt, chocolate, mm. and things like that. Exactly. Not promoting the right message. And I think they're lean and ripped, um, as a lot of Instagram people are. Um, those who are looking in are reflecting on this and, and thinking they can do the same, but they can't get away with it, you know? That's what, and the thing is, um, what you got to remember, folks, is um, Andrew and I, you know, we have been there when it comes to having a really unhealthy relationship with food, uh, binge eating, you know. Um, for a pretty long period, I was, I was, you know, for a good year or so, I was binge eating, um, you know, just had a really, really bad relationship with food. And when I look back, you know, essentially I was chasing processed foods, sugars, um, and I was just uh, restricting my food and then going all out and just essentially doing a number on myself, really, and just really kind of um, making myself feel horrible as well because uh, you would actually get like a downer afterwards because... Can you hear me okay, bro? Yeah. Yeah, all good. I would actually have like a downer afterwards and I would feel really low and... Um, psychologically, it just it just kind of destroyed me because it was it was really re- it was a real battle. And Andrew and I have both been there, so we both know that. I, what I'd like to say is, I'd like to see a lot of these people, let's say, ten years from now, because it's it's really not sustainable. If someone is shredded and lean from the outside, um, it doesn't always mean it doesn't always mean that they're healthy on the inside. There's a lot more to it, as Andrew said then. Um, and, and just something I wanted to put out there as well, you know, you, you are what you eat, you, you kind of, you are what you eat, that's one way to put it, but I think that's a bit of an understatement, you know, what you eat becomes a part of you, right, so as I've mentioned before, you've got a, a ridiculous amount of bacteria living inside of you, you know, more than there are animal species on the planet, so it's very complex, and um, talking about studies and stuff, you know, there's a lot of really interesting studies which are coming out now on gut health, and the effect that even artificial sweeteners have on your gut, you know, um, sucralose, for example, is one which um, we've all assumed is safe because 
once again, they hadn't done any conclusive long-term studies, but sucralose, which, you, which I was having a stupid amount of because I was having so many protein shakes. So, by the way, folks, you'll find uh, sucralose in most protein shakes, pre-workouts. Um, you'll find anything which is low, low sugar, um, you know, uh, or, or no sugar, sugar-free or whatever. You're going to have sucralose and probably some other nasty artificial sweeteners. Sucralose is 600 times sweeter than sugar. Um, the studies that are coming up now are telling us that it does directly. They've done, um, by the way, they've done studies now on humans right and they've done 17,000 studies well that's not people that's studies uh, I think it was in Argentina most of the studies were done and what they found is sucralose which again like I said is is being um, known as one of the safer sweeteners actually completely alters the gut flora and you know what it doesn't even take long um, for it to destroy a lot of the good bacteria in the gut now what that means is then your 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 body is going to be crying out for for sugar and these shitty foods, um, if you're having even something like sucralose on a regular basis. Now, that's not to mention refined sugar um, combined with the fat and all that kind of stuff, uh, combined with the wrong fats like trans fats and stuff, which, you know, we get, let's face it, the mix of sugar and fat together is the ultimate fix for us, right? Ice cream, cakes, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so there's, there's a lot more to it, and right? Because um, you've experienced some gut issues as well, right, and Like myself. Yes, I have. Um, I think, you know, uh, I have issues with food every now and again, um, gut issues. Um, also, I've had issues with binge eating, as you know, probably joined you those weekends. We've gone overboard, as we mentioned in previous podcasts. Right? Um, like the methods of, of flexible dieting, um, they sound pretty good from the offset. Like there's a, a, a method from Alan Aragon, I believe his name is. And the way he sets it out is that 70% of the diet is whole foods. Mm -hmm. uh, 10% foods you wouldn't choose to eat or should because they're healthy. Uh, 10% questionable, being good. And 10% uh, foods that are labeled as bad. Um, so really, from the, from the outset, it looks pretty good, right? But that is, is pretty much all complicated, all complex, um, especially for those who are beginners. Mm -hmm. um, and even with flexible diet, and like you say, people are guzzling down um, uh, different different uh, sweeteners, sugars, um, non-optimal foods. I guarantee you that that's going to have a huge effect on your gut. And I believe that everything starts in the gut, you know. I believe it has a, an effect on your, your psyche. Absolutely. Um, how you're feeling. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, you know, how, you, how you're looking. And ultimately, you know, long term, you've got, you've got to look at someone who, who has good nourishment. It's going to help with your hair your skin, your nails that you get from nutrients, fruit and vegetables, it's going to make you happier and make you feel healthier and empowered. Mm. If you're following the support of junk food all day for, for the rest of your life, then you're, you're definitely going to have issues. And, and for me, it's more of a psychological aspect than anything else. Absolutely. I know that if I eat these foods, I feel it more psychologically. Yep. Uh, and, and I'm not, not, only because I'm not looking, not looking good through uh, my body, but also my mental state isn't right. I know that, and I won't go back to that way. There we go. And and Andrew and I right now, it's been a long journey, um, but we're, we're mm. both very, very, without trying to blow um, our trumpets, we're in a very good place as far as being connected with um, how we feel when we eat certain foods. So I'll give you an example. Uh, last weekend I had the worst, probably in over a year, the worst binge I've had um, in, in well over a year. And... I am literally, what is it, it's a Wednesday evening now, this was on Saturday, I am still having gut issues, I'm bloated, I'm holding water, 
I'm uh, a kilo and a half heavier than what I normally am. Now, this is obviously because I don't do it very often, um, but I've been so in tune with how, I've, how the aftermath of that binge that it's it, it scarred me a bit now <laughs> because um, yeah, I right. felt so, yeah, I felt so bad. Um, what, what do you think that was down to? Like, is I think that um, you know the issue with flexible dieting is that there are certain uh, that are reactive, right, and cause a binge. Mm. So if you are going into IFYM, you've got to be aware of these foods and, and kind of cut those out of your diet. Otherwise, it's going to go. Uh, it's going to scale over, right? That's exactly right. Yeah, and um, and just just to say a, a, one good thing about IFYM, um, you know, if if you've got certain goals, and say for example, you're looking to let's say lose a bit of body fat and lean out, and you wanna you you employ a coach who's who's big into flexible dieting, um, and they can prescribe you with calories, which uh, essentially are going to mean that you're in a calorie deficit. Now that's what um, needs to take place for you to lose body fat and to get leaner. You need to be burning more calories than what you're eating. Now, what I've noticed, uh, a lot of flexible dieting coaches, now there are some good ones out there. I've been following a few. There are some good ones out there who are really tuned into the nutrition side of it and uh, really focus on, on their clients eating whole foods. But there are a lot of them out there who are just like, right, calories in, calories out, um, yeah. calorie deficit, uh, and that's all that matters. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like that is not even the tip of the iceberg. I, we, we all know that it's, it's overconsumption of calories which are um, playing a part in this obesity epidemic. So I agree with that. Um, but again, there's a hell of a lot more to it. And the types of food people are eating um, are most likely the main cause. So these people are just saying, oh, okay, if you burn more calories than you're eating, uh, you're going to lose body fat and you can sustain that for a lifetime. Uh, and like I said earlier, I'd like to see the same people or these coaches doing the same thing with their clients 10 years from now um it's ju it's just really it's just, it's not going to happen it's just the way the body works and the gut works as far as artificial foods go um and we're going to see for ourselves now because all the uh, studies are coming out now on gut health and how important it is to to look after your gut and as andrew was saying then um it's going to have a direct effect on your psyche 90 to 95 percent of the serotonin receptors as i've said before 90 to 95 percent of the serotonin receptors in the body are produced in the gut um so what does that tell you serotonin is very important for you know you to feel happy feel libido for your motivation and for general wellness is a very, very important feel-good hormone. So what does that tell you, isn't it? Um, but yeah, went off on a little bit of a tangent there. Did you have anything you That's wanted right. to say? But uh, what you were saying about coaches, obviously there are good good coaches who employ these rules. But again, you've got to, you've got to feel that every client is different as a coach. So one approach may not work with someone else. So, you know, flexible diet approach may work with some young who is new. Um but those who have already have issues with food or issues with binge eating, and that's where problems may occur. And understandably, if you're a coach, you need to kind of create some rules to, to someone who's approaching a flexible diet. And so these rules can include like eating lighter during the day, so you have bigger meals, bigger meals at nighttime, um, focusing on portion sizes, and choosing foods uh, that are going to fill you up. Um, exercise more and increase your energy expenditure and try and hit um, a vegetable intake with each meal. Although you are eating non-optimal foods, it's still important to get your veggies and your fibers up, you know, to make you feel satiated and stop you from binge eating. Definitely. Um, I think, again, with these guys on Instagram is that um, some of them may go light during the day and then they're saving their macros at night. Mm -hmm. Instead of putting the macros into the system in the evening, it then turns into like an all-out binge where they're going for pizzas, burgers, 
uh, alcohol, and again, that's that's really going to affect your health in the future. So just absolutely, be yeah. And what what I've been doing lately, Drew, is um, I've actually been because I've, I've I've been doing a bit of bit of studying as far as um, I've I always tend to eat because of my lifestyle. I always tend to eat quite soon before going to bed because you know what it's like. You've got clients yeah. sometimes till eight p.m. and whatnot. Back in at five a.m., you can't always get enough calories in. So then I'll find myself eating really late at night. Um, and I think that was contributing a little bit to inflammation in my gut um, and like yeah. digestion issues. So what I've been doing mm-hmm. now is um, I've been eating in even a smaller window. So I'll, I'll eat, let's just say, between about um, – today I ate between about, I think it was 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. So like what's that, right. like a six-hour six window. Um, and I think ideally three or four hours before bed, you, you want to stop eating because it's not, it's not ideal to, to be releasing um, ATP – uh, in your sleep, apparently, it can have a negative effect on your gut and, and all-round health if you're doing it all the time. So um, yeah. just these little tools, um, you know, really, 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 uh, really, really helpful. Um, for example, what I was talking about then, eating in like a six-hour window is a form of intermittent fasting. Now, Andrew and I have done a podcast on this before, so you may want to go and listen to that one. It's a really good one because uh, it's completely changed the game for us. And I wanted to delve a bit deeper into um, into your recent long fast end. Um, how did you get on with that, mate? Mm-hmm. Tell the listeners about that, yeah. shit, man. I actually uh, went for a 72-hour fast of three days. Uh, oh, you're still them. alive. You didn't die. Were you hungry? <laughs> I didn't die, mate. I didn't lose too much muscle. Um, so, hang on, with it, with it. Too, too much muscle. So you lost some muscle. No, no I'm joking. <laughs> I... I uh, to be honest, I actually felt uh, great. Like I felt like I could have pushed on. I, I stopped the fast um, around sixty-eight hours, not for any particular reason. It was just getting late, and I wanted to eat. So um, next time, I'll probably start it earlier in the day. So I, I, I think I started fasting uh, nine. Uh, sorry, I ended fasting at nine p.m. at night. So I ended up uh, on the Wednesday. I ended up having some some bone broth just to break the fast, something light in the stomach. That's really good for you, uh, that sure. stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Collagen and all sorts, isn't Collagen. it? And then after that, I just had a meal. I had a steak, basically. I had a, just a high-fat meal. Mm-hmm. Um, about an hour later, steak, eggs, lots of veggies, avocados, etc. Uh, didn't go overboard. But during the time of fasting, um, I think the hardest part for me was the final morning mm-hmm. um, on the third day. Um, but luckily, I was busy. So I find that if I'm busy with clients... And fasting is a little bit easier. I think if you're sat around all day, then you're going to have that notion to eat. Mm. Um, how did you feel? Mate? You, said, you said you didn't feel great on the third morning. Um, explain how you felt. It wasn't, I wasn't feeling terrible. Like I just, I just felt that hunger, you know. Um, yeah. But again, yeah. I'm, I've done. I'm, I, I fast regularly, so I wouldn't encourage anyone who's listening in to go into a three-day fast if they haven't fasted at all. Mm. Just build it up slowly. So maybe start with eight hours, go to sixteen hours. Mm. And a full day, um, then you can go for a two-day one. And then if you feel you want to take it to the next level, um, mm. you can do a three-day fast. In the case for me was that I was having those gut issues, so I didn't want to eat food. I just wanted to let my gut set. set mm. And it was also uh, uh, kills off some bad cells, right? It's known to kill off, off cancer cells, etc. So it's, it's incredible it what it does, isn't it? Um, yeah, autophagy, right? Yeah, autophagy, yeah. Um, but yeah... I was going to say about fasting and like how, how you can use it as a tool and for people just, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can't express how much it teaches you as far as, you know, um, 
we're not hungry. We don't know what it's like. I mean, Andrew's yeah. just been to Africa, right? <laughs> There's people out there who are hungry. We really don't yeah. know in Westernized countries, for the most part. We're not starving. No, we're not starving. You know? Definitely not. And even even hunger. I mean, like we don't really know what it's like to be to be really hungry. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, our brains have been um, hijacked in a sense, and just like Sal said on the other podcast. Um, just going back to sweeteners and artificial foods and, and when you're having any kind of uh, shitty foods, even on a weekly basis, um, it yeah. is going to it is gonna um, completely tr- uh, change and, and have a detrimental effect on your relationship with food for sure. So you're going to be eating out of habit and not necessarily when you need to. So that's, that's what fasting, yeah. has, fasting has taught me, you know. 100%, mate. Like, you know, it's... Uh these foods are palatable for a reason, like they've been made for us to, to enjoy and they are in abundance. So I guess that's where the issue comes in with over-consuming. You know, we're doing a lot less movement, a lot less sleep, more stress than we ever have before. Um, even since the 80s, we're known to have like two and a half, three hours less sleep a night. And that's just exactly. affecting our satiety and our hormone levels. Um, so we end up overeating and over-consuming all the time. Mm. What's um, interesting as well is, uh, sorry to interrupt, is the um, like testosterone levels in men have dropped by, uh, they've done studies in this, it's dropped by something like 66% or something in the last 30 years, um, which yeah. is which is astronomical really. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know there's going to be numerous, there's going to be numerous factors which contribute to that, but, you know, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be mainly environmental. So I think what you put in your body is going to, it's going to have a, just like Andrew said, it's going to have not just a small effect. It's going to have a huge effect on your hormones. I mean, let's talk about, um, let's talk about like sex hormones, for example. There's like 50 different types, uh, of hormones, which the, uh, the endocrine system produces alone. Um, 50 different types of sex hormones alone, right? And that's just, um, just one type of hormone, you know? So it just goes to show, um, but yeah, just I just wanted to. Uh, cap, do you have anything you wanted to um, to chime in with me in terms of the uh, IAFYM stuff? Just to, if you were talking to like you have a lot of clients to like the average gym goer because it's very it's a very tough battle trying to uh, trying to educate people and, and and give people sustainable health long term when it comes to making the right choices with food. Is there any tips you have yeah. for the listeners, bro? Um, I've got plenty, but like let's just say you know uh, flexible dieting can be a good approach. Um, it kind of enables um, the clients to have a, a plan B, right? If they're a rigid plan, um, black and white plan, and they go off that and then they feel guilty, I guess flexible dieting gives them a different approach in accordance to that. So also you can be more sociable with your diet. You don't get anxious, like you can enjoy and build relationships with friends. So that's where this approach may be a better option for you. Um, you know, I was been in the past where you've been super rigid, you haven't been able to go out with friends. You haven't been able to go enjoy food with family. And that kind of causes stress um, within that kind of relationship, mm. uh, relationship with your family and friends. I mean, so it's, it's actually an unhealthy way to go, right? It is. That's right. Uh, and you're brainwashing the time, aren't you? I remember you saying you think you think yeah. you're being healthy, don't you? You're being, you're being the absolute opposite. <laughs> you are. If, you're, if you have negative relationships in your household or, or out with your friends, I mean, that's, that's going to be the extreme opposite of what optimal health is, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, but just understand that like health is much more than aesthetics and body composition and how you look. Um, ultimately, you've got to look for for long term health and long term goals. Definitely. Let's talk about um, how. Let's talk about how you look, and right, because like you're in shape all year round, and you're not just in shape, man. You're in 
really good shape yeah. all year round. Um, and that is as a result of, obviously, all these years of, of, of educating yourself and training and whatnot. But it's from yeah. putting health a priority. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. Um, over the last, last year or two. Um, it's been from actually listening to podcasts like this one. Um, those who are preaching the right message, like, you know, I've listened to generally, um, the guys from mind pump, mm. uh, me and Martin have been on the, on the, uh, on the show ourselves, luckily enough. Um, and those guys kind of changed my life. Like I was kind of spiraling in the wrong direction when it came to health and fitness, mm. dishing out wrong information to, um, to clients and family members as well. Since I've started listening in and educating myself a little more and trying different things, I'm actually, you know, I'm finding it easier to stay in shape. I'm feeling better. My sleep has improved. Libido has improved. The foods I eat are varied, um, not so restrictive. I'm not just sticking to five, six meals of the same food every day. Um, and I'm actually staying leaner from that. It's just changing your mindset and focusing on health first, making it a priority. Definitely. And then gradually everything Definitely. else will fall into place. Absolutely, yeah. And, it, you know, it's like Rome wasn't built in the day. It's another thing I say all the time. <laughs> but... Um, What's it called? I mean, Andrew, Andrew and I can can help you out with this anyway because um, we know we know how tough it is to get to, to the place that we're at now, and um, mm -hmm. you know, it, but it, it can be done if you just if you just make the simple choices and be a bit consistent with it. And I just wanted to track back a bit because um, I'm you know making out I'm like some sort of god when it comes to eating healthy all the time and slating I F Y M. But as I said, it is a great starting place. Um, but yeah. I don't I, I don't agree with the message that's being um, conveyed. Uh, and also, and also, it's like um, you know, I, I now um, I still slip from time to time. Like I said, I had the worst binge I'd, I'd had in a long time on the weekend. Uh, now I used to do that three times a week. Uh, now it's once uh, once every year. You know what I mean? So it goes to show how far I've come over the years. Uh, and that is um, a, a massive thank uh, thank you to Mind Pump because Andrew introduced me to them. Uh, started listening to their podcast. Um, my paradigm was shattered, as you said. I was I was um, giving out advice to people, uh, poor advice, uh, diet plans, and whatnot. And obviously, you, you you teach people based on what you've learned on your journey. And um, yeah, it's completely it's, it's been so transformative and just just groundbreaking for me because now I am tuned in with just eating healthy foods most of the time. Let's just say. Um, Eighty-five percent of the time, I eat healthy foods. Uh, on the weekends, I will. I'll, I'll buy, for example. I always try and have nutrients, even if I do overeat, which is at least once a week. I say overeat. Mm -hmm. um, for, for me and Andrew, we know how important it is to undulate your calories, justify an end. So you can you justify can, a pinch. <laughs> exactly. So like once a week or maybe twice a week, um, I'll, I'll have uh, more calories than what I need, and that'll normally be on the weekend. So I can fit into my lifestyle, but I still go overboard. So I'll buy, for example, I'll buy a, a bar of dark chocolate. Instead of having a few chunks, I'll eat the whole thing, um, mm. and then I'll combine that with other foods as well, you know, some almond butter and some, some coconut yogurt, and I'm packing in like 2,000 calories in, in, you know, within the space of about 10 minutes. Um, although I'm getting nutrients, it's still way too many calories of the same types of food. So it's, I know it's not ideal. Um, so it's still working progress what end of course man it's uh but i think the biggest game changer for me was like the holiday season this year like um my approach to the holiday season like thanksgiving and christmas in the past i've approached it as, a, as an excuse to like go all out and eat as much as i can mm. um but this time like i did not over consume which was a big game changer for me um i actually text um my mind pump sal and i told him about this like he's made a huge change in my life because i've i'm now realize that i don't have to eat until i'm just feeling sick 
Mm. Uh, but vomit on my mouth. I just ate till I was satisfied. I enjoyed the foods. Mm. Um, you know, enjoyed some cake. I enjoyed some great Christmas dinner. But then I wasn't to the point where my stomach was like extended and pushing out, and and I was almost, I felt like I was dying. I needed mm. a nap. So yeah. that was a big game for me. Like I'm not perfect. I'm not going to say that. There's times I'm going to overdo it and binge, but then I know what to do the next day or the day after um, to combat this. So I'm not going to go into crazy workouts and, and restrict myself too much on the next couple of days, you know? So there's a big game changer for me. <clears throat> Definitely. Now, just keep listening to these type of podcasts. Keep learning. It's a process. Mm. Um, it doesn't happen overnight, and, and me and Martin ourselves are still learning, still mm. trying to apply this knowledge um, that we're picking up every day, so... Definitely, and um, I think we're probably just going to stick to this one topic today and just just talk nutrition. Really, we were going to talk about um, the best way to train for maximum results in terms of building muscle, but mm-hmm. save that for another another podcast. And um, talking about unhealthy relationships with food, so Andrew and I have—I bet we—I guarantee you we've gone harder than each and every one of you out there when it comes to binge eating. Let me tell you now, um, as I mentioned, I think we briefly discussed um, the amount of food we ate after one of my shows. <laughs> disgusting. It was fun, but disgusting. Exactly. I just had a I just had a reminder then when you mentioned about um bloated and stuff. I just remembered after we had like this buffet. Bear in mind this is after we've been I've been binge eating for um you know the best part of a day really. Twenty four hours. Exactly. And then having a buffet and I actually thought like it was the end of the, I thought my number was up. Seriously, I couldn't stand it. Then up. we had a pizza after, right? <laughs> I wasn't going to tell him about that, but yeah, we did. <laughs> exactly, and then after that, we would end up going out, I think, drinking some alcohol and stuff, and then having a, a Domino's pizza, large to ourselves, and not just a bit of Ben & Jerry's, a tub each, um, just to put the ice on the cake. <laughs> no yeah, pun intended. So, yeah, so uh, definitely, we've had issues in the past, but I guess we can use those experiences to help you guys now. So Definitely. Um, yeah. I guess that, that's how a flexible, flexible diet, right? You, you know, I think the, the the problem is that people use it as an excuse to eat bad food and make poor choices. Definitely. Like ultimately, you Definitely. want to allow flexibility occasionally, like you did, uh, you do on the weekends. We have dark chocolate or mm. um, some foods that hey, maybe. Hey, and you, you know, don't point the finger at me. Help me out here, bro. Please tell me you do as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, always, mate. But like, allow flexibility occasionally and guilt-free, right? Yeah. I think that's 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 the the issue we have. We read this, we feel guilty, then we may eat more because we feel guilty, you know. And it's a never-ending spiral. And so, uh, if yeah, you are having uh, problems with with binge eating, um, we have issues with food already. Then flexible dieting may not be the approach for you. That's all I'm saying. So exactly. And let's just quickly exactly. before we uh, before we we, we um, uh, end this episode um, I wanted to talk about micronutrients yeah because Andrew mentioned earlier about how important vegetables are and you know uh, a simple easy starting point which um, oh yeah by the way folks so I've got a couple of online clients now I'm building up the uh, the online stuff slowly and um, as Andrew said earlier I do put like rules in place so um, I make sure they they're gonna get plenty of vegetables in and um, for example have let's say two servings of vegetables, so I'm talking like two plates full of uh, a variety of different vegetables each day. Now, obviously, i still got to stay tuned into how they feel doing that because, you know, a lot of people do have intolerances to certain types of plants and stuff. So, you know, even though vegetables are good, um, you've still got to pay attention to how you feel and stuff when you're eating certain types. But um, micronutrients, so IFYM, so if it fits your macros, um, 
which is what we've been talking about for the last half hour, it's um, it's all about macronutrients and calories, right? So uh, don't get me wrong. Like I said, there's some people out there who do still focus on getting the micronutrients in. Now, micronutrients is what you're going to find uh, in abundance in, in vegetables and uh, certain types of fruit and stuff and, and whole foods. So you, you have to make sure you include these nutrients, right? So, you know, uh, different types of vitamins, uh, magnesium, potassium, all these things are really, really important for um, to keep you alive, you know, really important and for, for long-term sustainable health. And Andrew and I is that's one of the I think that's one of the big rocks for us really, um, as far as success goes when staying in shape and uh, feeling good is is eating plenty of vegetables. So um, yeah, micronutrients are really important, Rand. Yes, sir. and and that goes down to like listening to your body's your body's signals as well, right? If you're eating a lot of veggies, getting those micronutrients in, um, you're going to look a lot better as well. You're you know. Uh, pay attention to body signals. So if you you're having bad skin, you're having issues with digestion, issues with bloating, um, that may come down to the food choices you're making. So we're not saying that you have to eat an abundance of vegetables to start off, but why not add it into your normal diet? Like a, like Martin said, maybe that could be go from there, and just see how that makes you feel. Like you, you don't necessarily have to restrict anything from your diet to start off. When you're starting off on this journey, just add in vegetables, start drinking some more water and, and see what nourishment that gives you mm-hmm. in terms of your skin, in terms of your energy, in terms of how you look and how you feel. And then, then build upon that from there, you know? Absolutely. Um, and just to summarize this now, so there's going to be a lot of you out there um, who have a who have a relatively poor diet. And I'm not trying to be condescending, but a lot of us, what I find is with clients I take on and um, a few of my clients... They, they, you know, they, they're quite self-disciplined, and they they'll start tracking their calories. Um, so, as I said, if it fits your macros, it's all about tracking and stuff like that. So, um, I wanted to say that tracking is is not just um, a small part of your success. I think it's actually essential um, as a starting point to to know what's going into your body and learn about, for example, uh, hidden sugars in foods and what type, how much sugar you're consuming. Because um, countless times I've had people on the first session of the consultation, they'll say um, they actually believe they're eating, they're eating really healthy um, and, and they're really overeating sugar, uh, a lot of the time under-eating protein, not getting anywhere near enough fiber or at least the right types of fiber in, not getting enough healthy fats in, um, but they're, they're not actually aware of this. So tracking your calories um, is really important to make you self-aware, um, to, to make you mindful of what's actually going into your body. And I can guarantee you, 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 you know, most people are probably overeating sugar without realizing it. Um, a lot of you might might actually be aware of, you might be listening to this podcast and saying, do you know what, actually, I've got a shit diet, I hold my hands up, um, I need help, you know. Um, me and Andrew can help you with that, so um, feel free to, to drop, a, drop me a line on Instagram or um, drop us an email. But, um, yeah, just to summarize, um, just do the simple things, like Andrew said, drink enough water to start with, um, try and increase your vegetable intake, um, and without going too much into into detail, just start tracking. Download the app My Fitness Pal, and start tracking your calories. And uh, be quite meticulous with it. So you know, try and be strict and, and put most things in there, so you know where you are. And drop me a, a direct message on Instagram. I think most of you follow me on there it's at Martin Silver Fitness. Uh, you can go and check out my website and contact me through there as well. It's uh, www.martin-silver. 
www.ghostbusters.co.uk. You can go and you can go and drop me a message on there as well if you need help. But yeah, and any anything you have to summarise, mate, it'd be great. I think that's 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 pretty much it. Like I said earlier, you want to just you know focus on on health, um, not just on body composition. Um, listen to your body signals. You know, if you're getting ill signals from your gut, from how you're looking, um, that may be um, a time to change and, and take a different approach to the food you're eating. Um, set yourself rules, ground rules, okay? Um, eat adequate amount of vegetables. So even if you add them to your diet, you're taking a flexible flexible approach right now. Just add veggies to a couple of meals so you're getting some fiber into you, you're getting some micronutrients into you. Eat slowly. As well, um, let me get so just 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 to go into that. Um, vegetables. Give the, the the listeners an idea of what type of veg you eat, uh, vegetables you eat regular. Uh, regularly, I eat. These are these are vegetables that, that agree with me. Okay, so I'm not I'm not saying vegetables are good, but they may not agree with you. Um, it's, it's dependent on the person. But generally, I would eat um, a lot of spinach, uh, Brussels sprouts, um, broccoli, uh, peppers, zucchini. Carrots, cauliflower. I just try and keep it varied. I try mm-hmm. and add uh, variety, uh, obviously variety and lots of color in there as well. Great, great. Um, so I try and great. take approach I will with my meats um, and carb sources and fats. I try and take an approach where I vary them every day mm-hmm. and I cycle them in, um, which is the better option uh, yeah, for you, your body yeah, and for you, really, you know. Cool. You were saying about cool. fats then, and um, before I interrupted you, you were saying uh, mm-hmm. increase increase the the healthy fats. Yeah, um, for me, this is a, is a good approach because I feel like if I um, eat carbohydrates, um, I'm not saying I don't, and there's no problem eating carbohydrates if you're looking to keep yourself in shape. Some people can stay lean on a huge amount of carbohydrates, no issues with that. But for me, it's just about being satiated and feeling full. So um, if I fill my plate with a good, adequate amount of uh, uh, protein, some healthy fats, and then a lot of veggies, I'm going to feel full, I'm going to feel satisfied. Um, so I'm less likely to over-consume elsewhere, and I can, I can stay, in, stay in a lean, ascetic shape, right? Awesome. Uh, awesome. You know, eat slowly with your meals as well, and let your satiety hormones kick in, um, so you don't over-consume and you don't go on a binge. Great stuff, okay? great stuff. Superb, mate. Thanks a lot, man. It was great to have you back on board. Um, yes, sir. Andrew and I are going to do a, another one next week on, I was thinking of one of the topics to be uh, based on like um, dysmorphia and body image issues because um, Andrew yep. and I, again, have battled with this a lot and um, mm-hmm. we still do, well, I still do anyway. Um, it's nowhere near. Yeah, I do as well, man. Yeah, exactly. So it's nowhere near to the level it was, but um, that that I think that's something that's always going to be ingrained into you, but um, it's just the psychological aspect and uh, coming through it, getting through it is... I say getting through it. What I mean is um, coming out of it is actually, it's, it's great because, as I said, because we're so focused on health now and eating the right foods and in tune with, you know, how our gut feels, energy levels, libido, all these things, um, the physique just comes as a side effect. Um, so, yeah, that's that's something we want. That's the next, that's going to be a topic on the next podcast. And uh, we'll probably we'll probably um, talk about different uh, the, the best way to train in terms of building muscle and building healthy metabolism and whatnot. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, nice one, Anne. Thanks for chipping in, mate. Thank you, sir. Pleasure. Thanks a lot. Yeah, guys and girls, if you can go over to uh, iTunes, it'd be massively appreciated. I'm really trying to grow this podcast now, so if you could give me a rating and review, that would be great. And 
yeah, if you if you like I said, if you wanna if you if you want uh, to inquire about online training, um, Andrew and I can help you. So just drop me an email. Like I said, you can mesh me from my website or just go onto my Instagram at Martin Silver Fitness and uh, and drop me a direct message anytime. Thanks a lot, Andrew. No problem, man. Speak to you soon, buddy. Bye bye. Bye.